Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. Thank you very much, Dan. Dan, who told us last week that he used to be a rapper, right? Praise God. We want to hear that one day, Dan. Emmerich, come up. My beautiful wife is going to share. Um, we're doing Compassion Month, and she's going to talk about that. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, I just wanted to remind you that the month of November is our dedicated month of compassion. I'm going to keep drilling that because it's, it's something that is uh, dear to our hearts that, um, to extend Christ's compassion to our communities. So that's what we're going to keep doing, and I'm going to keep saying it. And so today I wanted to highlight the Lexington Mission. They are a food pantry, a local food pantry that gives to those in need. So that's the ministry I'm highlighting today. Remember last week it was the uh, Lighthouse for Life, and the week before that it was Club 180. So remember, at the end of the month, we're going to collect an offering, and we are going to bless those ministries generously um, because they are doing the, the work of the ministry. Um, can I just be honest with you guys for just one second? I really feel the Holy Spirit would want me to, to say something real quick. Um, you know, I've, it's, it's been a hard year for me. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the Holy Spirit would have me just share 30 seconds because <laughs> I can't possibly be the only one that has been walking through what feels like the valley of the shadow of death. But the Lord wanted me to remind you guys because I feel him reminding me that when I make him my shepherd, there's nothing that I want <laughs> because he provides all of my needs. That when I look to him as my shepherd, that, that Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, when you, when you recognize that he takes care of you and that he provides your needs, that he leads you beside still waters and he takes you to those green pastures that means that he provides everything that you could ever need or want and you know what last night I was praying and I said God my soul is tired my soul is tired and then I recognized that I've been doing a lot of things on my own strength and I haven't recognized him as my shepherd and I know that there's a lot of people in that same place he says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. His joy is our strength. And I just wanted to remind you this morning, because he's been reminding me all morning, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't grow weary. His joy is our strength, and he's our shepherd. Anyway, that's all I have. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, my dear. Amen. Before, before we uh, bring, talk about God's word, let's, uh, let's pray. Father, it's an honor and a privilege to share your word, and I just, uh, we invite you here, God. You're the teacher. You are the shepherd, which is the, means you're the pastor. So shepherd us, speak to us, deal with us. Let your will be done and not ours. Let your kingdom come and not ours. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Well, welcome to church today. If it's your first time, we're thrilled that you're here. My name is Chris Martinez, and if, uh, if you see me, see me leaning like this, it's not because I'm being irreverent. It's because my back really hurts, and I'm stretching it out. David told me not to complain about my back anymore, so I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to act cool. This is about the only way that it like, doesn't hurt, and I just found that out. So we may need to bring this stage home to the house, okay? But um, we're starting a series, and it's called Life Hacks. So uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, after my surgeries for my back, I spent a lot of time watching TV, and in our TV, we are, we're disconnected from cable, so we watch, like, YouTube on the TV, and I don't know, it's really hard to find stuff that isn't full of junk. Have you guys seen that? And so when we watch TV with the kids, we've come across all these videos where if you've ever come across, they're called, like, life hacks, and they do it yourself, and it's like you use a hot glue gun and a toilet paper roll, and you know, you make something cool for your kitchen, and it's like all these little things and all these ways that are supposed to, to save you time, and I thought, you know, isn't there a lot of truth in the scripture that we, that we just assume everybody gets, but we never take time to go back over it? So this is going to be going over some very simple, some very basic truths of the scripture, but I believe that if you get a hold of these truths over the next few weeks, I think your life can change, because just because it's simple doesn't mean you're doing it. And Christianity is much more than knowing stuff. It is not knowing stuff. It is being something. It is being a child of God. It is being born again. It is being a follower of Christ. It's, it's not knowing. And it's not doing. It's being. And we're going to talk about some ways you should be. Some things that should be in our lives. So as we go into it, um, the, the first life hack, the most important thing I felt like I could share, like a truth, would be about humility. The word humble, like it's big in the scripture. In fact, you notice I had to make like a four-page insert because I just couldn't cut it down. Now, I'm not going to talk for four hours, trust me. I'm going to keep it short. But there's so much about humility in the scripture about how that's who God's people should be, that, that had to be a little longer. Look at, the, look at what that word breaks down to mean. Lowly, bowed down, insignificant, weak, or poor. And, and I want to read a scripture. It's out of the book of James. James, the Lord's brother. It's on the front. It's in chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. It says, Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Like we could stop right there if you would just sit on that truth. But in verse 7 he says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So there, there's some truth up there. But do you realize that God opposes the proud? Now I'm only going to talk about pride for a little bit. For about the next three minutes I'm going to talk about pride. But because if you're prideful, you're not going to hear me anyway. But this is an encouragement for the humble people. All right, this is an encouragement for the humble people. But for you humble people out there, I want to give you a reminder about pride. Is that when you are prideful, you are opposed to God. To the creator of the universe, like you are opposed in exact opposition to him. And, and I put a little picture on there, and I said it's not to scale. But this is a picture of God and prideful me. Like when you are prideful, you are basically putting up your, squaring up to God. 
How dumb is that? That's stupid. Like, God hates it. It says it's one of the things he hates. And imagine this. If God hates pride, maybe we should take it seriously. Now, let's clear up a few things. Um, You can be prideful and still hate yourself. Just the same way you can be humble and love yourself. So there's some people in here that you say, oh, I'm not prideful because you just feel disgusting about yourself. But no, you have pride. And there's some people in here, you you can be humble and you can make yourself lowly and you can still love yourself. It is possible. So understand the difference in these words. Um, And I put a few more pictures in here. This is what it really looks like when Chris gets prideful right there. Right there. It just one after the other. Boom. God just throws the combination. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there where God just throws the combination punches at you because you're opposed to him? And this is the thing is God wants what's best for you. He wants what's good. He wants what's true. He loves you. And so when you oppose God, you're opposing what's best for you. The same way that I I found out something this week, our baby started crawling. Chloe started crawling and she's pretty quick. And she has identified um, light sockets that I didn't even know existed. There are sockets in places I didn't know they were there. But apparently when she's that low, she sees all over the house. And she makes a beeline for anything that's dangerous. And I oppose her. And that's not even a fight. Trust me, I could take Chloe. But she doesn't realize that because she's like, eh. She gets mad. She growls. She swaps at me, swats at me. She tries to scratch. But she's opposed for everything that's good to her because I'm there for her good to keep her safe. And we do the same thing to God when we oppose him, when we get prideful. Another picture, I think, and it's not in your notes, but I think this is more appropriate. This is us trying to step against God. Um, it's not really even a fight. But then, you know, I wanted to make it a little bit clearer because if you look in the Scripture, not only does it talk about God opposes the proud, but then it throws in this thing about um, resisting the enemy. And what happens is, is that when we are opposed to God, not only are we fighting God, but we have the enemy on the backside coming against us. We are completely defenseless. We're opposing God who has his best plan for us and has our best in mind. And then the enemy is a sneak and a turd. That's in the scripture. Look it up. But he's coming in there, and he is attacking us from the backside. And the point is, is that when we humble ourselves and we submit to God, we change our position. And it puts it to where God can begin to step on and crush the head of the enemy, and we can be safe. So this is not a rebuke to the pride. If you're prideful, you're going to stay that way. I can't change you. Only God can. But if you're humble, know that that's what happens as you humble yourself. God can begin to deal with the enemy. And it's as easy for him as stepping on a turd. And I just had to say that. Amen. But let's keep going. 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's go there right there. We'll get back. I'll, I'll straighten up a little bit. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to others. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Again, in James, the Lord's brother, quotes this verse from the Old Testament. Peter, the Lord's closest disciple, quotes this verse. 
Do you think about it? If, if the Lord's brother James and one of the Lord's closest disciples, Peter, if they're both quoting the same verse, how important is it? When they give like how-tos and life hacks and truths that you should know, they go back to this, that God opposes the proud, but it doesn't stop there. He gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. See, humility opens up your life to grace. Because it is a humble person that realizes they don't, need sal- they don't deserve salvation. It is the humble person that realizes that they don't deserve anything. That they didn't earn it. That it was something God earned. My children, and I want you to, maybe, maybe you can see it in a family. My children eat at my table, but it's nothing they've earned. They didn't earn one thing on that table. But yet they can have as much as they want. And there's always more. And there's snacks, and there's goodies, and there's bowls of candy, and there's vegetables, and there's rolls, and there's rice. There's, there's enough. But they didn't earn it. And a humble person knows that they didn't earn anything from God Yet they come and they enjoy what their Father has provided. Some more scriptures, it says, For whoever, and this is out of Luke, for, this is the, the word of the Lord, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. That's a life hack. Go ahead and get prideful. God will bring you down. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Book of James, it, keeps, it goes on to say, Humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. Humility or us laying low um, leads to him lifting up. Like God will, God will lift us up. Humility opens up our lives to grace, and then us laying low leads to God lifting us up. That's, that's another point I want you to know. In the book of 1 Peter, verse, uh, chapter 3, verses 8 through 9, I'm going to keep going. It says, Finally, all of you have a unity of mind, Sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for you were called to this, that you may obtain a blessing. Humility is the foundation of love. I I really believe that. Humility is the foundation of love. When God so loved the world, how did he demonstrate it? By his son humbling himself, not equating divinity as something to hold on to, but Christ humbled himself, and he came to this earth. And we can't really begin to show love to somebody else until we begin to humble ourselves. Because until we humble ourselves, we're loving ourselves more than our neighbor. Until you're willing to give up that parking spot to somebody else. Until you're willing to take the lowest seat. Put this in very practical terms until you're willing to let somebody else go first, until you're willing to let somebody else have the best pork chop, until you're willing to humble yourself, you really can't demonstrate love. So this is an encouragement for the humble because there's some people in here, you've been very humble and you don't, you haven't seen God exalt you and the word of God is he will exalt you. That God sees every time you put somebody else first. We're not saying be a doormat for Jesus, but we're saying we humble ourselves because we love God and we love others. 
that's why we put something out on, on Facebook and we said, hey, we're going to feed 35, 33, 35 families. Some people humbled themselves. They went out there, they took their time on a Saturday, they bought more food, and they brought it in here to feed others. Money that could have been spent on themselves. When we humble ourselves, God exalts us. That's why we're doing 21 days of prayer. Because it's a time in January where we're going we're to pray and we're going to fast. And we're going to humble ourselves. We like to start the year off like with that as a reminder that we can't do this on our own. But God sees every bit of that. And he will exalt you. And it is the foundation of love. Number two, and you can go do a search of the word humble. Psalm 102.17, it says, He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. That's a word which means humble. If you are humble, God hears your prayer. Humility leads to answered prayers. See, this is the thing about prayer. When we pray, we're not just asking for God to do stuff. We might start that way. But real prayer starts with asking God to do stuff. And then we get a glimpse of what God wants to do. And then we start to pray, God, help me to do that. So you may start, like earlier this day, we, I started praying in this room. I went back in there, and Gail was here, and, and we prayed with the dream team before church. And, and while worship was going on, we, I was praying behind that curtain right there for you guys. And it starts like, God, please help me not to say something stupid. Like, that's my prayer. God, put a, your hand on my mouth. If I'm going to say something dumb, don't let me say it. But by the time it ends, I'm praying for what God wants for you guys. Are you a person of prayer? A humble person prays. I, I, I did very well, and I've shared this before, but I've done very well as a teacher. Like, you can give me 30 middle schoolers, even 30 middle schoolers with emotional disabilities and mental disabilities, and I can teach them math. Now, that's a miracle. Now, you know why I teach them math? Because on the way into work, tears streaming down my face. Oh, God. <laughs> I need you. Help me, Jesus. Help me to know what to do. Help me not to say anything dumb and get fired. The same prayers I would pray before here, I would pray and I would intercede and I'd be walking around in that class. And you know, I'm not praying out loud with them, but I'm praying for them and I'm praying for myself to get through to them. And you can have 30 kids learn something, which let me put you in a room with those 30 kids. You wouldn't be able to do it without God's grace. It doesn't matter whether you're teaching or whether you're running a business or whether you're leading your family or whether you're working with your children, you're trying to be a parent or whether you're working at whatever job you have or whatever thing you do, that is a calling from God. And do you approach it with the same amount of prayer? God, give me the wisdom to do with you what, with this, what you would have. Are, are you humble? And when you're humble, God exalts you. He lifts you up. And your prayers will start to get answered. Because he starts to, to change you on the inside. We move forward. And it says, John chapter 5, verse 30. This is Jesus talking. Now before we read it, I want you to really know who's saying it. This is Jesus. Take everything you know about Jesus and think about that for a second. And then Jesus says, 
I can't do a solitary thing on my own. I listen, then I decide. Wow. Wow. I can't do a solitary thing on my own. You can trust my decision because I'm not out to get my own way, only to carry out orders. The relationship between Jesus and his father was just amazing. How they interrelate. But if that was his attitude, why do we think we can do anything on our own? Why do you do your business on your own and forget to invite him in there? Why are you trying to deal with your kids on your own and in your own strength? Why do you do your investments? Why do you, whatever you do, how do you do anything on your own if that was Jesus' attitude? That's amazing. Humility, and I know there's some humble people in this church, there's some servants, leads us. Humility helps us serve others. Humility helps us serve others. That's the third point. But humility is really the key. Like, it helps us serve others. That's why we're here. Do you know in the last two weeks, we've had two people come to Christ in this building? You know who gets part of that credit? David Murray, who made a cart that carries some of this kids' church stuff back so we can set up that room to make a nursery. Ben, who comes here and puts these chairs out with Robert and Buck and everybody else. Mike, who said he'll come once a month and he'll play the guitar. Tatiana and Tiffany, who work back there, and they, they make sure the kids and the pre-K kids are, are doing well. All the people that come and do the, the coffee and stuff like that so you can have something to drink when you're in here. Everybody, my, they, the two Davids who are on the church board and keep us moving forward and help, help us make decisions and be smart with what we do. It's everybody. You know, most churches, the statistic is that 20% of the people do the work. We have 20% who are contributors and 80% who are consumers. Now, I said it this morning, and don't be offended, but do you know what would happen if you had a body part that all it did was take nourishment? If you have a body part that takes nourishment, but it provides nothing to the body, it is a cancer. It is a cancer. Now, you can go somewhere and be a comfortable cancer. Be real comfortable. Be real happy and be real whatever. But that's what it is. In this church, our numbers are much different. I look around, almost every single person in here does something. I don't see cancers in here. Praise God. But that's what we're aiming for, is that people would be humble and that we would serve and that we could be contributors. Now, you might be the skin, you might be the knee, you might be the foot, you might be the hand, you might do whatever you do, but God knows and God sees. So this is a life hack. It's a very simple truth, and I want to end with um, one more scripture, and um, it, it won't be on there, but it'll be on your sheet. It's on the back. On the back, I put a few more verses about humility. You can sit there and read through them and see if I'm on the right track or not. But the last one I want to go to is um, Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. It's the last scripture on the back of your outline. It says, And he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves. They were righteous 
and they treated others with contempt. Two men went up into a temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you I'm not like other man, men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing afar off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast, and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, man went to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. It is a truth. You cannot get away from that truth. At your work, humble yourself and God will lift you up. In your family, humble yourself and God will lift you up. With your kids, humble yourself and God will lift you up. At church, humble yourself and God will lift you up. In anything in life, humble yourself and God will lift you up. That's a beautiful promise. It is a great thing knowing that God has your back and that when you are not opposed to God, God comes in on your behalf and crushes the enemy. Be encouraged. And some of you guys have been very humble here in this church, and I appreciate you, and God is going to lift you up. I didn't make the promise. It's God. It's God's responsibility to honor that. Well, I want you guys just to bow your head just for a minute. I want you just to close your eyes, and I want you just to, to think about where you are with the Lord. Some of you, you should be encouraged by this. In fact, the majority of people in this room, you should be encouraged because you're living out this scripture. You're living out a humble life. You, you're not in it for yourself. You're, you're, you're in it for other people. You, do, you, know, you might do things for the Lord, but you don't count them as, as anything. You trust in his righteousness. Maybe there are some people that you feel like you are battling with a little bit of pride. You do have a little bit of pride in your life, and, and you've recognized that. The good news is, is you can repent. Repent means to turn. It means to be, instead of being opposed to God, it means you're on God's side. You can repent, and you can humble yourself. As this music plays right now, I want everybody just to reflect on the Lord, and if you, if you have anything that you want to bring to him, just bring it to him in prayer. I'm going to invite the prayer teams to come up right now, if you guys would. And, and if you need prayer for anything, maybe something in your life, something in your family, maybe healing or anything like that, you know, we'd be happy to pray for you that as well. But would you guys stand with me? And as we pray this song, if you have pride, just let the Lord deal with it. Prayer teams, please come up with me. God, you are good. We worship you. We honor you. We bless your name. You are holy. You are good. We thank you, God. We're not perfect. God, we all make mistakes, Jesus. We humble ourselves before you. We put you first in this church. We put you first in our families. We put you first in our jobs. God, we are not perfect. God, I can't even make a slideshow without mistakes. I am nothing without you, Jesus. I am nothing without you. We humble ourselves. And as the song plays, if, if you need to humble yourself before the Lord, if you need to just pray, that's what this time is for. In Jesus' name.
guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>